Lessons done by lunch, really? Let me show you how it can be done. Welcome to the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. I'm Sonia Schaefer. Recently, I did an episode called Productive Afternoons. And in it, I mentioned that in Charlotte Mason's schools, formal lessons were done by lunch. Well, we received many questions about how that can be done. How can lessons be done by lunch? So I want to do a couple of things in this episode. First, I want to show you some of Charlotte Mason's timetables so you can see how she finished lessons before lunch. And then I also want to give you some ideas and sample schedules that show how you could potentially finish lessons before lunch in your home school. Now, I don't want you to get hung up on these particular schedules that I'm going to show you. There is no one right schedule that fits all families perfectly. That's one reason that I'm only going to show you three days of each schedule. I don't want you to try to force your family to fit somebody else's schedule. I want you to glean ideas from these schedules and use them to fine-tune your own. You need to find what works for your family. But there are three key principles to keep in mind as you set up a weekly and daily schedule. Principle number one, keep lesson times short and focused. You can accomplish a lot in a short amount of time if your child has the habits of full attention and best effort. So work toward those habits by keeping lessons short, especially in the younger grades. You'll be able to see the ideal lesson lengths on Charlotte Mason's schedules that I'll show you in just a minute. Principle number two, provide a wide variety of subjects. You don't do every subject every day, but throughout the week, you should spread a wide feast with many different subjects. Charlotte believed that children require a generous curriculum, so don't get stuck in the three R's. And principle three, keep in mind that you need to watch your sequence of subjects each day. Your children are going to find it easier to pay full attention and to give their best effort if you alternate a more intense subject followed by a less intense subject as you go through your day. Don't do all of your reading and narrating back to back to back. Mix things up to use different parts of the brain in sequence. That varied order can make all the difference. You'll see those three principles on Charlotte's timetables. Keep them in mind. All right. When we look at a sample schedule for her classroom of about grades one through three, we can see that those younger children started at nine o'clock and went for two and a half hours, finishing at 11.30. They had a half hour in the middle of that time to get up and move around with Swedish drill or dancing or singing and free play. I recommend that you go to the blog post on our website where you can see these charts in detail. You'll find a link in the show notes. Grades, oh, about four through six went a half hour longer. 
for three hours total, from 9 to 12 o'clock noon. And they, too, had a half-hour break in the middle for drill, singing, and play. But you can see the variety of subjects covered in just the three days that I'm showing you. As well, you can see the good sequencing of the subjects each day. Grades 7 and 8, approximately, worked a bit longer. Form 3B, what Charlotte called it, and what we would call about grade 7, went from 9 till 12.15. And 3A, which would be 8th grade, approximately, had one more class after that for an additional half hour. So, 7th graders worked for 3 hours and 15 minutes, and 8th graders worked for 3 hours and 45 minutes. But you see, they both had that 30 minutes for drill, play, and song in the middle of the morning. High schoolers went a bit longer, from 9 a.m. until about 1 p.m., but they also got that half-hour partial break in their schedules. And all of the grades used the afternoons for informal learning, such as music, catching up on their book of centuries or their book of mottos, doing nature study and nature notebooks, leisure reading, drawing, painting, handicrafts, and housework or garden work. All of those ideas are included on the free download that we provided with the Productive Afternoons episode. We'll link to that download again in this show's notes for you. Now, remember, I'm showing you these samples simply to answer the questions about how Charlotte's schools worked it out so that formal lessons could be done before lunch. Your schedule does not have to look exactly like Charlotte's did. Her timetables were developed for grade-specific classrooms in England more than a hundred years ago. That's different from trying to figure out a schedule for multiple grade levels in a home school in 21st century America or Canada or wherever you happen to live. Now, yes, many home schools also used Charlotte's timetables in her day, but keep in mind that most of those home school classrooms were taught by a dedicated governess who wasn't also trying to oversee meals and household chores and babies and preschoolers and laundry all at the same time. So let me encourage you, don't become fixated on those samples and think that you have to follow them exactly or you're not doing Charlotte Mason. Remember the principles and use them to create a schedule that fits your family and your situation. I recently came across a very helpful statement in a pamphlet put out by Charlotte's educational group called the PNEU. One section of that pamphlet was titled, Suggestions on How to Use the Program, and here's what they told parents and teachers. For length of periods, see the timetable. Even if Owing to children in different forms working in the same schoolroom, it is not possible to follow the timetable exactly. The suggested balance and variety should be maintained. A lesson in which much concentration is required should be followed by an easier one. So, take from those schedules the appropriate lesson lengths, 
the example of a wide variety of subjects, and the principle of balancing heavy subjects with lighter ones throughout the day. Those are the important ideas. With that in mind, let me give you some samples of what your schedule could look like to be finished with lessons by lunch. I have five samples to show you, starting with only one student and gradually working up to five students spread clear up through high school. Hopefully, you'll be able to find a schedule that's close to your family's situation and maybe glean some helpful ideas from that sample. Remember, use the link in the show notes to go to the blog post and see these sample schedules in detail. First is a sample for one student in second grade. Now, usually it's not hard to be done with lessons by lunch when you have only one student. On this sample, you're done almost an hour before lunch, so you have a lot of wiggle room to tweak and adjust as desired. If you want to move some of the afternoon occupations up into the morning hours, you could do that. Charlotte included drawing and painting and handicrafts in the morning hours for those younger grades. So, finishing by lunchtime isn't usually difficult with only one student. The trick is when you have multiple students. Let me share one idea. This is the one idea that saved my sanity and helped to streamline my schedule more than anything else. Here it is. Combine your students for as many subjects as possible. Any subject that is topical rather than skill-based can be done altogether as a family. So in the rest of the sample schedules, you're going to see the students combined for everything except math and language arts and some of the upper-level work. Let me show you. First is an example of a schedule for two students one in second grade and one in fourth grade. You see it's divided into family work and individual work. On this sample, the family work is done first. Once that is finished, we move to doing math and language arts individually. And then on Tuesdays, we finish up bringing both students back together to do science. But you can see how the second grader is done sooner than the fourth grader and both of them are done before lunchtime. All right, let's add one more student, a sixth grader. On this sample, we've switched it. You're doing the individual work first and then joining together to do family work. You have freedom to arrange your schedule to best fit your family. Do what works for you, keeping those main principles in mind. With three students in the mix, Sometimes the older ones will be doing some of their work independently. The green text on this sample shows which student mom is working with during those time slots. But even with three students, we're still done by 12.15. All right, let's expand it still further. Here is a sample schedule for four students, ranging in age from second grade up through eighth grade. In this sample, I moved the start time up to 8 o'clock because those first two subjects each day can easily be done at the breakfast table. And then there's a 25-minute break for chores before lessons begin. Of course, you could switch those two 
put your chores first, and then start lessons around 8.30. You'd still be done by noon. And your younger ones are done earlier, as they should be according to Charlotte's timetables. Fewer hours for younger children. All right, last one. Here's an example of what a schedule might look like for five students, ranging from second grade up through 10th grade. This one starts with the first two subjects at breakfast, and then a break for chores. Then the rest of the family work is done before breaking off into individual work. The green text shows who mom is working with, and you can also see what independent work is happening during those time slots. Now, at this point, the older student's independent work is going to be more fluid than I was able to show on the timetable. Some of their assignments can overflow into the following time slots, but you get the idea. Even with five children, it is possible to be done with lessons before lunchtime, working from 8 o'clock to 12.30. I hope these short samples have given you some ideas to create a schedule that will allow you to finish formal lessons by lunchtime. We don't have time right now to go into all the details about how to create a schedule. This episode's already pretty long. But let me point you to a resource that will take you by the hand and walk you through five steps to creating a customized schedule that fits your family. It's called Planning Your Charlotte Mason Education. I'll leave a link to that resource in the show notes. Formal lessons done by lunch and productive afternoons. That's a great combination. If you enjoyed this video, subscribe through iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, or your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. You can also subscribe to the audio version of this podcast or read the blog post on our website at simplycharlottemason.com. Remember, that's where all of the sample schedules will be posted so you can get a closer look. I'll leave links to all of those things in the show notes. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time.